What's up, world? We're back at it again with another episode of Creatornomics, and today I have a very special guest with me, Liz. Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. So um, I'm going to be completely honest with our listeners. I completely forgot we were doing this, but the good thing is that I never prepare anymore anyway, and I just kind of rip it off the cuff. So let's wing it. Let's wing it. Let's go. So um, I guess for starters, tell me a little bit about yourself, what you're up to and what you're looking forward to this year. Um, so my name is Liz Lindemeyer. I'm the founder of a company called Lit and Lean. It's a nightlife inspired sculpt workout. So our slogan is come to party, get the workout and skip the hangover. Okay. So when I started this company, I've always been someone that um, it was in the fitness world and was, you know, teaching around New York City. And I was like such a house girl. And like, I love I, I also DJ love music. <clears throat> so when I was creating this, I was like, we need something in the fitness space that we can like literally go and party and then we just get a workout while yeah. we're at it. I actually love that. I, I actually love working out myself. Um, I've done like a lot of like the rumble classes, which isn't so different from that. I sometimes nice. like, it's like 7 a.m. It's dark. There's yeah. like lights flashing everywhere club. and you're in a club and it's, it's a great environment to work out because it kind of helps you like mentally zone out and not pay attention to the fact that like you're like suffering and totally. you just are like just make it fun that's what i was saying it. make yeah. it fun so i guess how, how do, so you you do some djing you like house music so is all your all your classes do you put together mixes or yeah. how does the music curation it's, happen um so the music curation is really important cuz it drives the workout so like everything happens on the beat the beat drops typically will drive like the cardio burst of the workout um we will fist pump i tend to yell and get rowdy Let's not go. not an annoying way in yeah. a like fun way um and then everything uh is through silent disco headphones okay so it again you talked about getting in the zone it helps people get in the zone and yeah. not feel so self-conscious about like fist pumping through a lunge series yeah um and it really like it brings you know the club to your ears uh you get that bass like nice and deep in the headphones and um me cheering you on throughout so wh when when did you get into house music and how does how how has that evolution oh gone for you um you know it's funny because so i grew up i was a dancer i was a professional dancer actually first that took me to new york so i've always been listening to music it's always been like on in my home whenever like we were getting ready for school and um like on the way in the car and then being a dancer i was just like eight out of eight hours out of the day listening to music constantly breaking it down like knowing how to count like mm -hmm. sleeping um and then whenever we would have like performances like any company that i was in like i was like can i make the playlist for like the audience to come into yeah and like it was such a random interest of mine and i never really thought much of it um but then i started like taking it bigger and i was like well, what if this compositional piece is based off of this like house music beat and then I add this in? And so yeah. like DJing kind of came naturally with that. What, what about what about producing? Because that almost sounds like the production mm -hmm. mindset as well. So it's interesting because I feel like my choreography background as a dancer has like meshed into the way that I curate like a lit and lean class. Mm -hmm. um, I typically will choose the music first. So like when I'm planning like a huge event, um, if the workout is not coming to me or if I'm like, this feels off, it's usually the music that's wrong. Yeah. So then I go back to that and I like start from ground zero. Do, do you mix it together or do you put a playlist I together? I do through okay. class, yeah. Um, it's 
really time consuming, but I find it so worth it yeah. for the audience. You, you do it live on. or you pre-mix it and then you I like, pre-mix okay. it. Um, I was going to say, if you're doing a workout well, class and DJing. I like, was going <laughs> to say, that's like a goal. Yeah. That's like a year goal okay. for me um, because, you know, I do like the more I'm DJing, like on the weekends and stuff, I'm feeling like I'm like, okay, where can I add in an arm series right now? Yeah. Like hitting there and then moving wow. over here. And then that would be like a full on event that like needs to happen. That will definitely yeah. happen. So <laughs> when you when you call it an event, like do you have regularly scheduled classes? Are you the only one doing that? Yeah. Like ha, um, ha, I'm how a have you yeah. one woman show? Okay. Um so I like I kinda call it like I call it like a New York City speakeasy fashion in the sense that I do different pop-ups like everywhere so mm-hmm. um I'll do like months at a time partnerships with rooftops and clubs so like I've done them at Mr. Purple, Moxie, Arlo. Um, so you do these workout classes in clubs in too club. it's like no joke yes. you're like no nah, we're getting down yeah. and dirty in the club. Exactly but I do like to choose places that like to clean up after Friday night because yeah. come Saturday morning like we don't need like vodka on our yeah. mats. Or else I might be throwing up yeah. during the workout. <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's kind of funny because it's like I'll walk into a space it'll be 7 30 in the morning i'm at like floor room and then i'm looking out and i'm like oh like two weeks ago i was like lit here yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like working out. it's kind of funny though because i always think when you're at a club or something you're when you're dancing and stuff it's it's like low-key you're working out like yeah. you might be kind of drunk or whatever while but like it's like you can get sweaty I'm at the club about engaging my core and squeezing yeah. <laughs> my glutes when i'm getting down like we have to make it worth it yeah know? i'm gonna start thinking about that i guess i'm gonna count it by going out and clubbing as a workout yeah now. it's great and then with the alcohol just kind of balances out yeah. so so what 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 is like a standard like workout class like is it like all body weight do you incorporate weights um yeah i gear them up so i'm like bring your ankle weights your wrist weights your hand weights um all low weights but like super high reps mm-hmm. um i would say that there's definitely like a Pilates base in the sense that like we work in a neutral spine um we move to the floor at the very end and you know work your abs laying flat but um like the sculpt type stuff yeah it's very sculpts you'll get your cardio um and again with that like house music is usually around like 125 130 bpm Mm -hmm. so you're getting your cardio even when you're doing a sculpting move because it's quick yeah it's like quick level changes um, and then, you know, when you're usually hype about a song, your heart rate is up anyway. So yeah. that helps. No, it's true. I, I personally hate sculpt stuff and do weight you? stuff, but I'm down for, I love cardio. Like I need to do cardio. I, yeah. I work out like every morning just to like clear my head. And if yeah. I don't, if I go like a whole week without working out, which like almost never happens, I'm like Are in a moody? bad mood. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I'm the same. Like, yeah. it, and it's not even like it's like in an unhealthy way. It is a healthy way. Like, if yeah. you're not moving your body, you're not getting those endorphins and you're feeling like slowed down and unproductive. Yeah. It's very well, important. So, so you grew up dancing, and I guess mm-hmm. that was kind of like your cardio workout, whatever yeah. thing. How did you transition that into kind of classes? And did you try anything else in between kind of that and what you do now? Yeah, I think what initially got me into fitness was um, I had an injury pretty like early on in my career. I actually like broke both my legs. Oh my God, and how did so, that happen? Uh, you know, it was just over time, like stress fractures, jumping on. Oh, it, jumping it wasn't an accident. It, it was, was like not one wear thing. and tear. It was like wear and tear. And then like, I feel like as a dancer, you're always in this mindset of like, it's fine, no big deal. Like my feet always hurt, my legs always hurt. So, but that got me into fitness because I was non-weight bearing for like six months. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, how can I lay on a mat and like still work out or Mm -hmm. still move my body? Yeah, Because it was exactly that. Like I started to get moody. I was like, (laughs) I can't not move my body. 
Um, so that really actually planted the seed for fitness for me because I found how important it was to like actually strengthen my muscles. I think as dancers, now the industry has changed, but back then it was like, you don't want a bicep, like you, you want to have this like long line, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that is what got me into fitness. And then when I moved to New York, I was like the most natural thing for me to do is, is to continue on with fitness and teach fitness on the side. Yeah. Um, and then I just found that after like coming out of every single class and being able to like start someone's day and like get those endorphins in them and get them ready and, and get them feeling really strong and like get them whatever goal they're working towards to be a part of that with them was um, really invigorating and like felt great. And so that really became like my passion in that moment of like, I just want to amp people up. And, yeah. like, and granted at the time I was, you know, teaching bar and Pilates and cardio and I wanted something deeper than like, all right, let's make them do 32 pulses on yeah. bar. Um, and so, you know, I start, I think being a dancer, like my brain kind of pivoted to how can I create movement that's like different and not in other workouts. So I really like to call like lit and lean its own method. Like you can go to other classes. You're not going to have the same moves yeah. that, um, that I put in a lit and lean class. So what's, what's, I guess, proprietary and unique about lit and lean? So of course, like we have to brand it and keep it nightlife. So like we have arm series that are called like Scoop Surf, like DJ Remix, and it's funny because all the people that come, like they know exactly what that is when they walk in. And then yeah. if, you're, if it's your first time and you walk in, you're like, "What is this? Like, why are these people calling a squat like a beat drop? Like what? Like, but it, you know, it it builds community mm -hmm. and it creates a culture. And I think that's especially in New York City, like boutique fitness, that's what people want when they go somewhere. Like they want to feel part of something. It's so easy to feel so separated here yeah it's actually funny that you say that because i was a basketball player my whole life and when i stopped playing basketball i was like i still need to do the workout thing for my own mental health yeah but i go for a run now all the time and it's like that's not the same as what once was being a part of a basketball team right. where i had that community and it was like we were I worked out way harder than I ever would be able to push my own self when right. you're around other people it's um, true so i think that that's something that's awesome about workout classes i i'm still early i definitely need to come check it out yeah, um, at some point um i was also gonna say similar to you when i was i i broke my foot one time in my life and i couldn't do anything for like a month and mm -hmm. like like you i went off like the deep end yeah. um people don't realize it's like i mean it's like when you hurt your pinky and then all of a sudden you realize how much you use your pinky yeah you're like, exactly yeah you're like what um what was i gonna say though um totally lost my train of thought but okay. um I guess as a business how did you take this and kind of foster your entrepreneurial spirit to from what you were doing at other classes I'm sure under other businesses um and, and kind of spin that out into something that's your own what were some of the challenges and um I guess wins that you had along the way yeah I think I mean first off I'll just say I think connection is everything like having already a base of like clients and pool of people that knew me before in other like workout settings and then you know them finding out through Instagram and social media oh wow she's like doing this now she's over here um let me go check it out and see what it's about um I'm really grateful that like I had a community already kind of fostered within that yeah um, the it, community being the people that already were going to your other yeah. classes and then it was like really word of mouth. It was like, okay, I'm gonna bring my friend next time. And I think because of the nature of the workout, like you don't wanna go to a party by yourself. Yeah. You wanna bring all your friends. So that really worked advantageously in that sense of like, you gotta bring groups of people. You don't come by yeah. yourself. 
Um, and then really, I think it was inst Instagram really helped it. I mean, I got out in the community, I think popping up at different places all over the city, you know, you get people from different neighborhoods that will come and then they know about it. Um, but Instagram, it was like, the, I, I think what you can do for a small business and people don't realize this is if you literally just go on Instagram and you tag the company in the story, like it, you know, it reaches so many people that you wouldn't have been able to reach. And then just it, it harnesses yeah. that. You're, you're preaching to the choir here. I actually talk about this all the time, given the creatornomics and creator economy stuff that I talk about. And there's a huge wave of like creators that are using Instagram and social platforms as the media and marketing arm for their business. Yeah. Um, so you see like, I mean, Mr. Beast is probably the biggest one you see with like KSI and Prime Drink, where basically they, their business starts with social media. And they're like, now I have this audience in this community. Yeah. Now what do I do with it? And it sounds like in your case, I mean, a lot of them were probably already around fitness, but you have this community. Then you're like, wow, I can turn this into a business um, yeah. around this community and doing something that we all love, which is working out. Um, so that's that's awesome, and it's something that I've seen, and I think it's going to continue to be a trend in the space. Um, Completely, you'll see more and more. It's also in our last podcast we talked about this. There's less barriers to entry now than there used to be. It's like you can just go post on Instagram. Like back in the day, totally. you would have to like, I don't know, maybe put up flyers or something. Right, but... like a newspaper <laughs> ad. Like I don't know yeah. how it worked back. In the yeah, day. exactly. But now it's so accessible to find an audience. So yeah. I guess talking a little bit about your social media, um, how did mm -hmm. you? get started there um, and kind of how do you view that as part of your life and work? I think it's funny. I feel like I was looking back to like my really old, really old Instagram posts on my personal account. And I was like, I used to post like fuzzy photos of like a, like, piece of salmon or something yeah. <laughs> like it was like trying to be a food account but it wasn't but I think like over time just really developing like a brand is helpful and knowing like okay what are what are you what's authentic to you as the creator and then like how do you share that and like reach your niche of people with that so like you know there's certain things that I'll post on my you know personal Liz Lynn in my account and then Lynn Lynn I'm like okay the, it's all related though because who I am is like my business and what I do but also like I can't go post something over here that's like gonna confuse the audience so I think yeah. just like being really strategic about okay like I'm I'm this and I'm posting you know I'm posting things about music about like everyday life in New York over here and my dog you know my dog mom life over here and then, like, Lit and Lean is, like, it really is the people who, like, want to work out. It's all fitness-related. It's all, like, party. Maybe people started following because they like the idea of, like, DJs and mm -hmm. music and the fitness world. Um, so just being, like, super strategic about what is the brand and finessing that and, like, what am I offering my audience and, and not giving them too much because that's confusing. How do you stay consistent with your content? Because I know that's a big thing that a lot of people struggle with. Yeah, I think it used to really freak me out when I would have to be like, okay, I got to do this and then I got to plan that. Like, it's not that complicated. I find, like, if I'm, you know, going into, like, a private session and I'm waiting for my client in the studio, I'm like, okay, let me lay on a mat and do, like, three inner thigh workouts and we can make this into a reel in two minutes. Yeah. And then, and then that's really it. It's like I'm already doing this every single day so you need to just like record a little bit of it and turn it into something yeah um what what advice would you give to other I guess business owners that are looking to leverage a platform like Instagram and others um to to do it successfully 
be consistent. Yeah. I think consistency <laughs> is really important. It's kind of like, you know, when you watch a TV show and or like a Netflix, you know how they release things like every week? Uh-huh. I want them to just release it all at once. Like, let me just sit here and binge it. But yeah. I think too, like knowing that it's going to come like in a few days, the next episode, like I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm hanging on. But if I have no idea, like when the next season is going to premiere, I'm going to forget about it. And so I think just being consistent and um, being creative too and authentic. Like I think authenticity, like, runs so deep just in every business life friends personal whatever like just being a real person and not ever promoting things just to promote it or because it's cool like I see so many other like fitness influencers are out there and they're all talking about this specific product and I'm like well I know nothing about that so why would I talk about it just to hop on the train yeah I guess devil's advocate on that one as someone that does a lot of deals with influencers um how do you pick what deals to take because if you if some if you do all this work and you have a page with a lot of eyeballs yeah and there's a decently you know well connected to your brand opportunity where you can now actually make some money for all the work you put in mm-hmm. how do you actually filter between making sure that you're making some money for like your work and the content that you put out but also not quote unquote selling out yeah i think it's just about like saying yes to the things that I would actually really back up in real life. Like if my best friend comes to me and she's like, hey, you promoted this, like, should I use it? Like, would I tell her yes as her best friend being like, yeah, it was amazing or no, like, no, like, don't waste your money. So I, I think it's important. And like, again, like not confusing my audience. Like if I have something that I posted two months ago and then there's this other thing that's like basically the same thing or it's contradicting, like, it's just really being strategic about what you support and don't support. Mm-hmm. And I think it I think it goes further to maybe pass up a little bit of a payout on something to, like, get something later that is actually true to who you are and your brand. And that when your followers actually buy it, they're like, oh, thank you for that recommendation. I love it. Yeah. You know? No, I, th- I mean, I think that honestly is the right way to do it. Just had to play a little devil advocate. Um, yeah. So I guess, how, how do you think about monetizing your page? Obviously, you have a business that in itself, like it kind of is a whole, you know, cycle of you can promote it and then they go into your business and that in itself is a way to monetize. Do you think about partnerships and brand deals and other stuff as another way? Yeah, I think like, you know, I have like a weight sponsor for all of my classes. Um, So doing like partnerships with them just is natural because I'm like, Lit and Lean needs weight. So like what, and you know, and she's, uh, she's a one woman business to female founder um, in LA. So I think also connecting with like other um, founders that are like true to like my brand and who I am as well is always great to partner with. Um, and then there's so many like, like ways about like Lit and Lean is beyond just like going to a class. Like there's on demand, um, there's subscriptions. We do like retreats. Um, we hold like one-off events. Like I just had a Galentine's event like two weeks ago. And it's like, it's funny because if you just throw Galentine's on a normal class event, like all the girls come running because everyone wants to like be a part of a theme or, or like celebration, um and then you know merch like there's so many ways to go about it I'm launching a band set in like four weeks so um which is you know it goes easy because it's like all right now I'm launching a new class and you're going to need these bands for this class so there's so many ways to monetize and like figure out what's next for the business yeah no that's a great that's a great call I guess that brings another question to mind how do you think about launching your own products using your platform versus promoting 
something else like weights versus launching your own yeah. band. So, I mean, I never, I haven't like endorsed any kind of bands or anything before. So, um, which was kind of purposeful because I knew that I always wanted to do that. And so I'm like, I don't want to tell everyone to go buy this if I'm going to do my own thing later. Again, confusing for the audience. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I like did a lot of like market research and figured out like what exactly this should be, what it should look like. The obviously the quality of it was super important. I worked out with them for an entire summer in like 90 degree weather out in Montauk like every yeah. single day knowing that they won't break. Um but so yeah, like how is a like how do you go about manufacturing and like dealing with that whole process because that's obviously a whole another thing. Getting an audience on, you know, social media is a skill set manufacturing, fulfillment, point of sale service, all of yeah. that. Is there somebody that you've partnered with to do it? Or how, I guess, how do you pull off being a full manufacturing business alongside your fitness business, alongside your, you know, yeah. social media business? Um, a lot of market research. And then once I found the manufacturer that I wanted to use, like really like working, I think the design process in itself was telling of how we'll work together throughout it. Um, but again, it's like, it's kind of touch and go and like learn as I go too. Like I've definitely like, I, feel like there were things in the first year of my business that I like wanted to push so hard and it just like wasn't working yeah. and I was like okay I gotta just pull it I gotta pull it right now and then like a year later it circled and like landed in my lap and worked perfectly yeah. so just knowing when the timing is right and taking a little bit of risk because like it is scary to be like okay like this is an investment like I you know I have to like push really push and market this and have a really clear strategic plan for it for it to be successful but um yeah I like taking risks it's I, the only way it's gonna grow I think one thing that you call out there is hilarious and definitely happened to me too this stuff as like an entrepreneur and someone launching something you always think one thing's gonna work and one thing's definitely not gonna work and yeah. it never works out like you yeah. think it is it's like oh wow I was like really convinced that was gonna work but like this other thing's working better so I guess I'm just like you need to lean into what is working and and be willing to cut ties with your own pride and thinking yes. that something was gonna work um and, and lean into the wind so I guess for you I guess, are there any examples of something that when you were launching, you were like, this is what my business is going to look like. And then something else ended up working better. And it just kind of like you had to lean in and almost like not necessarily swallow your pride, but kind of just be like, whatever, like I was wrong and I'm going to do this instead. Yeah, I think I can think specifically like a, a certain partnership that I really, really wanted. Like it was a place that I wanted to like have these events and classes. And I was like, why won't they pay attention to me? Like, this is perfect for them. This is whatever. And then like I kept being told no. And I was like, all right, so let me go over here. And I think building something in, in the way that I wanted to just to at least like create that vision and show people what it was like it, maybe they just didn't see it right and then later like them coming back and circling back like hey we would love to have you for this this and that and I'm like oh cool like now it just landed in my lap and I think but again like cutting that ego and cutting <laughs> that pride and being like okay that's fine like it's not meant to be yeah and maybe it's meant to be later or it's just not meant to be yeah and that's totally fine too yeah no for sure what so you, so you mentioned Instagram a couple times are mm -hmm. there any other social platforms that you're bullish on or would want to expand to so being like my millennial self, I just like hopped on recently the TikTok trend. I'm very late to it. I Welcome. swear if like TikTok had had existed like 10 years ago when I was dancing, like I would have killed it. Like true, I'm like I'm upset about all those moments where I'm like doing all this crazy yeah. dance stuff that I could have just like put on TikTok. Dancing, dancing, <laughs> dancing like gymnastics and all that stuff crushes it on TikTok. Yeah, I know. I'm like, why my talents were useless then? But no, that's okay. So 
but it's interesting though because the you know the Instagram following for the Lit and Lean account took some time to grow and it took a lot more work. But I feel like TikTok people are more likely to follow on TikTok and like go yeah. at a quicker pace. I mean, maybe it's the Gen Zs. I don't know what it is, or it's like that's the the culture of TikTok more than Instagram. You're a little more like choosy on what you're gonna yeah. follow on your feed. Um, but it's interesting how it is a quicker like ball rolling. Yeah, I, it's definitely the best platform for discoverability instagram it takes some serious work and like strategic social hacking to kind of get a following whereas tiktok you just post 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 and like yeah if the content's decent you'll you'll get momentum right. um yeah uh oh another thing what about live streaming that's a big thing that i'm bullish on would you ever like live stream your classes or like in any way try to use that whole trend to to grow yeah. do you mean like live stream on instagram or live stream live stream like on tiktok live stream on instagram live stream mm -hmm. on twitch like any of the big streaming platforms yeah so i do live stream it on zoom like weekly for the classes that's like uploaded into on-demand library but um when i was first starting out i would do like go live on instagram a lot and especially during like lockdown mm -hmm. period um and that was a way to just kind of showcase like what is lately it usually be like a 20 minute workout um and yeah like i saw i i would say like not as many people jump in at the moment i found it like very difficult like when do i go live what time it's again like that yeah destructing like what is instagram how do i know when it, when is a good time for mm -hmm. this and that um, but yeah, live streaming on Instagram was helpful in this to have that later and to like repost it and have it. And people would kind of like be like, oh, okay, I'm not taking this workout now, but I see what she's yeah. doing. Or even, I guess, I, I guess I started with thinking classes, but or just like to grow your following. For me, oh, it's been like a huge chat. thing. Just like get on there and <laughs> chat about life or anything. Or is that, yeah, that's a no go I for you? I was doing it a lot during pandemic because I think I was just like stuck at home. <laughs> Someone talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, like, I'll do like kind of like more stories, like behind the scenes of like what, because people, I mean, people do find that interesting, like, right? Like, like I don't understand. You don't like, you work for yourself you're able to like sustain yourself you have your own that you're your own boss like make your own schedule what is that life and like what does your day look like and it's different every single day so i think that it's interesting for other people to have like a typical like nine to five office job yeah um to see what what that life is all about but i mean that's a great idea i think i should start yeah, just like live streaming and talking I, you, you'll be thanking <laughs> me it's uh, my favor for you for coming on the uh, pod um yeah. so as a as a one woman business do you have ambitions to grow? And when you grow, you need to give up some control and you end up having less freedom to kind of do whatever you want? Or have you found basically yourself in like a healthy space where you're like, I don't need to grow this anymore. I'm making enough money and like, I'm happy with my life and we're happy where we're at. I think I, I mean, just my personality is like always like, what's next, what's next, yeah. bigger and better. <laughs> so I always want to grow. I think there'll definitely be a period in life where I'm like, how can I sustain what I have without being so like, um, having me so present yeah. and like service oriented like there needs to be other ways so i think with that like what i envision for that is um you know the on-demand like an app i think these one-off events like i mean it's funny like if we're going to talk about goals and manifesting like last summer i was at izu and i was like why can't lit and lean be like here like you know yeah. like why can't we be doing this live to tiesto's mix like that's the goal right so having like huge events like that where like i don't have to do you know two three a week i could do like one big one a month stuff like that i think would be cool but yeah i think there will be a moment where i have to give up a little bit of like yeah. my baby and it was it, it was others. hard for me to do yeah. um but it's necessary and then it, you get like a feeling of fulfillment when you're not the one 
fully doing it, but like your vision is still coming to life. Right. Um, yeah, that's but it's hard. Really cool. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be a big step. Yeah. Yeah. What about I guess um, in 2023? Are there any big goals you have, either personally or professionally, that you're you're aiming to shoot for, leveraged by social media or not? Yeah, I have a couple things in the works right now um, that I've been working on since last year that will actually come to life this year. So I'm, I'm launching like an activewear collaboration with a brand. Um, so I'm really excited about that because I've been able to like kind of use like, you know, be involved in the design aspect, the the creating and um, the vision of that. Do, and then do opportunities like that, do they come to you and is that reached out to you through social media or is that something that you have to seek out yourself to get the opportunity that for? That one actually happened like pretty organically, but I have to say I do owe it to social media because that's how I connected with the company first. And mm -hmm. then we just kind of, they were at a few of my events like last summer, um, you know, showcasing their new collection. And then it just happened organically. Like I was yeah, like, I guess for, for other like creators, people with following, yeah. I guess the question is, should they be super proactively going to find the stuff that they think is a perfect fit for them or should they wait? Or, or, or I guess, is there a lot of opportunity coming in organically without there having to be proactive outreach? I think it's always great to put yourself out there and like go get what you want. Yeah. So if like you love X brand and you're like, I wanna work with them, like go, like hit them up, like talk about it or, you know, do like an unpaid partnership where you like post about this so they can see like what traction you actually mm -hmm. bring to the table. Um, I think like just in any job interview, like you look at someone's resume or you like look at what they've done in the past to like decide, okay, do I want them on my team? Um, but yeah, I think it's good to, it's interesting because I feel like with social media, it is very like behind the screen, but I think you have to like get out into the real world too mm -hmm. and take those behind the screen, like relationships and partnerships into the real world, make those connections or get like organically curate that relationship. And then that works like more long-term. Yeah. I, I was talking to another creator down in Atlanta um, this weekend, and I came up with a good question that I want to ask you too. Um, how do you find time for work-life balance when so mm -hmm. much of your life is like your work and posting it and creating content around your everyday? Like, how do you find a way to balance that and still have, you know, not always be on? Still working on perfecting that. <laughs> um, it's definitely helpful that, like, I have a partner who's just as like supportive and invested and hyped about Lit and Lane as I am. Like we're like, if we go to dinner, he's like talking, he'll like mm -hmm. talk about Lit and Lane. I'm like, thanks, but we can like turn it yeah. off. But it's <laughs> nice to have someone that's also like that um, so that they don't get annoyed with me when I'm talking about it. But um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like sometimes like during the weeks I'll be running, running, running. And then I'm like, whoa, like I need to slow down. And then I just like take an afternoon and evening off. And I like, you, will out. you like turn off your phone or is there anything? Yeah, I that love like hiding my phone. Like I'm like, I don't want to look at yeah. it. I don't want to <laughs> think about it. And it's usually just like sitting on the couch with my dogs watching like Real Housewives. Yeah. One and, thing, and one it. thing that I actually started doing is on the iPhone, there's like these focus personal work yes. modes. And one day I was just like pulling my hair out because I was getting hit up in all directions. And I was like, I'm going to set up or personal mode or whatever. And I set yeah. it up so that it's like my wife, my siblings, my mom and my dad can hit me up. Exactly. And it blocks like everything else. Exactly. And it's, that's, a, that's a good life hack. Um, all right. One, my last question that I like to finish with a lot of times is, in the world of social media, how do you make sure to take care of like your own mental health and any tips that you have for others? Mm -hmm. 
I'd say like one being supportive of others, right? But also not letting them like affect you. So like I love I think it's always good to lead with support. So like when I see someone else doing something, I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Okay, that inspired me. Like whatever they had, I'm like, that inspires me. That makes me think of this for my own thing. Um, but also not feeling like, oh my God, I should be doing that. Why am I not doing mm-hmm. that? Why did I think of that? Or why are, are all these people paying it? Like I I really like to think about just staying in my own lane and like just building what I got over here and not feeling like so competitive with others that's not healthy and like that's not also not productive yeah it's hard to not be so competitive in such a numbers driven environment too it's like it's not even like i feel back in the day it's like maybe that person's more popular than me maybe not but now it's like they literally have <laughs> the numbers, the to, numbers show to show i miss myspace like top 10 that yeah, was like that was that toxic was, but... <laughs> that was really toxic but it was also a wonderful way to like play games with people yeah oh my god we got to bring that back and it was on <laughs> it was on snapchat too for a bit was too it? which was really juicy oh my gosh um yeah but i guess to to, to wrap it up where can people find you go take your classes um yeah. Give yourself a little shout out. Instagram, <laughs> Lit and Lean Instagram. Um, my personal is in that bio, Liz Lindemeyer. And then litandlean.com that has like literally everything, all the events, all the classes, all the on-demand workouts. And yeah. Sweet. Let's be friends. Thank you so much for coming. We out. Subscribe to the latest episode of Creatornomics at infusepod.com. That's infusepod.com.